sophomore year one of those actually you know what before i even get into the story let me let me welcome all of my new listeners anybody who this is your first time listening into the move swiftly podcast thank you for tuning in again i'm 100 sure 1000 sure in fact that you'll be back for more to all my regular listeners we're back welcome back appreciate you tuning in but anyway like i was saying in high school it must have been either my sophomore freshman year and uh, I think, yeah, because it had to be when I was really, really young. This is why this story kind of sticks out. There was a teacher. We had a teacher. His name was Mr. Arnold. And Mr. Arnold, and for those of you who do not know, I went to Good Council High School. Right now it is located in Albany, Maryland. But I went to Good Council back when we were in Wheaton, Maryland. It wasn't as big of a campus. It was The, the campus was right there in the in an urban area. Uh, Albany is more of a suburb. It's a huge it's almost like a college campus at the one and only. But anyway, I was in I was in high I was listening. Mr. Arnold, yes. Mr. Arnold had we had an assembly that morning. Yes, we had an assembly that morning, and Mr. Arnold made a statement that has stuck with me to this day. Now, when Mr. Arnold speaks, just to give you guys some some backstory. When Mr. Arnold speaks. There was an, an incredible, everyone listens. The entire student body listens. He was the one that issued demerits. He was the one that, that ran detentions. He was the one that disciplined all the students. And at a Catholic school, private school, your shirt needs to be tucked in. You need to have the right belt. You need to be in uniform. All of those things. Mr. Arnold was the enforcer. Him and Ms. Nichols, all right? So when Mr. Arnold grabbed the mic in front of the entire student body, you know, you could see everyone was up. Everyone's making sure they're, they're in uniform. Just psychologically, what it did to us students, it was a different deal. All right. So Mr. Arnold grabs the mic and he goes, you know, guys, I, I believe he was talking about summer reading or some shit he was talking about. I can't remember what, what even got him on the subject. But he holds up a book. He held up a book and he says, listen, listen, reading is the most important thing you can do. He goes, of all the essays, and he does a lot of research, you know, again, guy that's been around the block quite a bit. He was actually the cross-country coach. He, he says the reason that SAT scores are so low, a lot of, there's been a ton of research that's been done on the reason SAT scores are not up to par or, or the places that are not having the best SAT scores. He says reading is the primary reason, the primary reason, why SAT scores and ACT scores are not as high as they need to be, which makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. Again, I'm, 
I was in my teens when I heard him say that, but now as a grown ass man, I'm going to be 33 in January. I start, I'm realizing exactly what he was saying, because when you, when you really think about it and you go into SATs, you have to read all this shit. And a, a lot of us have a habit of just skimming through stuff and they don't read it. They just read it for the test and shit like that. And that's what lead, that's what leads to a lot of really poor SAT scores. Just to put it out there. I hated reading it at that age, which is probably the reason I got an 830, which is a horrible, horrible, absolutely dreadful SAT score. And, and I, I remember him saying that. Now, why am I talking about this? Why, why am I bringing this up? Today's topic, today, the, the topic of today's talk is the importance of reading. And, and I bring this up. I bring this particular subject up because recently, again, for those of you who don't know, I'm a teacher at a local kindergarten in uh, West Palm Beach, the Green Acres location. And before I even put this out there, I'm just going to let you know, Listen, Miss Emily, Miss Victoria, love you guys very much. Thank you guys are awesome people. You guys have helped me grow Kindercare and all the teachers at Kindercare. The, the entire experience. I don't know if I'll still be there by the time this recording comes out because as an entrepreneur, you know we gotta roam around and we gotta make a, we gotta make you move. But I, as of this recording, I'm still a teacher at Kindercare. And when things are slow, like we put the kids to sleep, or you know there's not much to do, when everything is just kind of winding down, I read books. You know, I, I read books. I pull out whatever book I'm reading and I, uh, a book I'm on that particular time and I read the books. You know, that's how I create. That's what makes me Mr. Quote unquote, Mr. A, which again, that's the fact that they call me Mr. A. That's another topic for another episode. But again, I won't even get into that. <laughs> As of right now, I'm going to get into the fact that the center director, who is Miss Emily and the, the assistant director, Miss Victoria, they both give me attitude. They, I don't want to say they give me attitude, but they, they kind of look at me funny when I read books during work. All right. And actually, the other day, Ms. Emily just said it, said, just played out, said, flat out said it to me. You're not allowed to read books on the clock. And, and this, again, brings me to the topic. Again, this isn't her decision. So my complaining and my bitching and my moaning that I'm probably doing now is not directed at Miss Emily. It's directed at a fucking system a system that will make it so somebody like myself who's around kids all day, we're trying to become educators. The one thing about kindercare is that they, we don't have to have some fancy degree or fancy masters to be a teacher. We just have to be absolutely creative, you know? And again, that's what appealed to me about the position was the fact that I can create my own curriculum. I could be around a group of kids and we could just come up with games on the spot, come up with activities, come up with things just like I'm doing now. Again, this podcast, this this show that you're listening to is no scripted shit. It's just me turning on the camera or turning on the, the record button and just letting it roll, letting it fly. We're, we're moving in that direction, all right? And what allows me to be so creative is the amount of books I read. So when I'm getting told, okay, when kids are sleeping or the, the school-age kids aren't there yet, I'm not allowed to read books. What does that really say? You know, I want to take you back to what Mr. Arnold was talking about. Why do we have such a problem in our education system? Why is it, why is it that SAT scores are so low? Why is it that people, kids grow up with such a fucking attitude? Why is it that so, this social media-fueled world has had its effect on people the way it's had its effect is because people don't read. 
You know, we make reading like a punishment. We make reading as something that you have to do when, when, when you're in trouble for some reason or you can't do fun stuff. And we psychologically fuck kids up from the jump. I, I even do, I mean, I'm blaming myself in many ways because, yeah, there are times I do it where as kids, you know, they, they get out of hand or they get rowdy, they want to play games and all that. And we say, go, go over there and read a book. And we say it like it's a bad thing. We got to stop doing that, man. We, we, we got to move in a different direction because I, I believe it was, I want to say it was one of the sharks. It was either Damon John or uh, Mr. Wonderful, one of them. I, I heard a quote one time and he said, reading books is like a cheat code for life. It was also, uh, this one I do know, it was Mr. Wonderful who said a salary, a salary is like a, a something that people use to take your dreams away from you. It's like, it's like a bait to take your dreams away from you. Okay, how do you not, how do you not take that bait? How do you not get in the way? How do you not allow someone to throw a comfortable salary at you and then all of a sudden you just, you just buckle? You have to read books. You have to equip yourself. You have to fill yourself with so much information absolutely so much information that ain't nobody going to get away from you. And there's nobody that can take advantage of you at that point. And that's what we got to start teaching our kids. There's a reason, you know, good counsel has the academic reputation that it has is because on one end you get teachers like Mr. Arnold, who is telling an entire student body. And trust me, he's no public speaker. He's no uh, guy that, you know, goes and delivers keynotes or anything like that. But when he had the opportunity, he was not even speaking. I don't even think he was speaking on anything that was related to the SAT. But it came from the heart. And the reason I remember it over 20 years later is because it came from the heart. And I'm giving you this message. All right. This is, I mean, again, Miss, uh, Miss Emily and Miss Victoria are not the only people that have looked at me funny because I, I've re I, I read a lot of books. It's happened at every single job I've had. I mean, in fact, there was there was one point when I was working. This was back when I was in Maryland. I was working at a, a gym named Fitness for Less. And again, for you regular listeners, you've heard me vent about the ownership there with DJ and Marie, how terrible they were. There was a time in which, again, everything was done. I did all my cleaning and the gym was dead. There was nothing to do, <laughs> literally nothing to do. And I pulled out a book and started reading. So Miss Marie comes in and she's looking at me funny with some, oh, you know, you, you shouldn't be reading on the clock or this, that. They, I mean, people have, and then that's what I'm telling you, everyone that's really understanding my message. By the way, again, I, I mentioned this on all my episodes. If you don't want to be successful, if you're hoping to just kind of skate by in life, if you're hoping to just live off some comfortable salary and you're not trying to do something different, you're not trying to be great, then great. I'm talking about great, absolutely great and doing some big things in this world. Again, go find another fucking show. This is not the show for you. This is the show that is strictly for my successful folks. But anyway, back to the fitness for less situation. I'm being looked at funny because I'm reading the book at the time. So my ask, my question to you, for the people that really get it, for the people that really understand this, is are you willing, are you willing to be lonely? Are you willing? Because that's what books do. Books put you in a place in which you use your imagination, use your imagination. And there are certain things, there's certain things that bother other people that won't bother you. There's certain, there's certain kind of energies and 
bad vibes that you get from people that you just don't need to have because you have someone else's story, not only in your head, but you have it in your heart. Okay, you have that story in your heart. You really believe it. You really resonate. There, there's situations in which the words are just jumping out at you and you're just feeling it. I mean, I, I can remember first, uh, no, I'll, actually, I'll close with this story. I can remember when I first read the autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. And listen to me, this is one of the most famous books. It, actually, before I even talk about that, let me just tell you guys one thing. All right, because it's not taught in schools. Back in the slavery times, back in the times where us as African Americans, us as Black people, were slaves, and we we couldn't do, we we were basically property, property, right? To treat us like shit, whipped, lynched, those kinds of things, like slavery, Jim Crow, all that shit, KKK, those kinds of times. And again, wasn't that long ago, you know? Again, we we've moved on from that time, but it was not that long ago. Back during those times, we were not allowed to read books. In many ways, we were treated the same way that I was treated by Marie and, and, and uh, Emily and Victoria at Kindergarten. I was, there were situations in which they didn't want us African-American reading, African-Americans reading books. Again, it's not, I'm not taking shots at Emily or Victoria, Marie. I'm just saying that was what was happening during slavery times. All right. So a book that has really resonated with me over the years is the autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. Because when you really go back and read Malcolm X's story, you go back and you understand he was a pimp, he was a hustler, he was a pusher, he was all kinds of shit. He used to date white women, eat pork, all that shit. He was, he was one bad motherfucker, all right? Malcolm X, and for anybody who's actually read that book, the autobiography of Malcolm X, he says it specifically. And again, this is not scripted stuff. This is the power of reading I'm getting ready to give you right now. I don't have the book in front of me. I don't have notes or anything like that. He talked about his time in prison. His time in prison, which was, in my opinion, the best time of his life because this is when he was converted. This is when he became alive. This is when he started to really understand himself as a black man and the power that he has as a black man. All right? What he said, I mean, in the book, what he said, what he was talking about in prison, he goes, people talk about how I, had, I got my master's degree in reading books. <laughs> he said during, in prison, he'd read book after book after book after book, constantly him, equipping himself to come out and be basically the spokesperson for, for black folks. You know, I, I don't even look at him as, as the spokesman for the nation of Islam. I looked at him as just the guy who was a spokesman for us black men, for us to start to poke our chest out and say, you know what, we deserve this shit. We don't get, if people don't want to accept us for who we are, we can build up our own communities. We can build up our own shit. That's why Malcolm X became famous, not because of the nation of Islam, not, none of that shit. It was all about him showing that we have pride in ourselves. That's the important shit. So, I tell you that. I tell you all of that from Mr. Arnold, from the, 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 the kinder care situation that I just left, the, the reading books on, uh, on the clock and Miss Marie and all this shit. It's not about a black, white thing. It's none of that. It's no racial. I'm not, I'm not throwing out there. I'm not just throwing shit out there to see what sticks or to just get more listens or anything like that to be controversial. Not doing any of that. What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, whether you're black, white, blue, green, or yellow, if you're trying to get ahead in life, Start to know your 
history. Pick up a book that's relevant to you. And again, if you're not allowed to read it at work, fuck it. Find the time. Find the time. All right. Find the time because what it guarantees is that you won't stay in your situation forever. You will find a way out. You will continue to figure it out. Again, as one is no, I was never like, uh, I should not be working the job I have. I don't have kids of my own. I was hired because of what? The creativity. And all of that came from what? Reading books and developing and, and being able to hold my own when I'm in a room full of fucking five-year-olds, right? <laughs> you know, and then figure out four, three, actually, no, three, four, five, you're just kids in general where you got to come up with shit on the spot. You know, the, the director's not always going to be there where you got to figure shit out. So that's my challenge to you. Fine, that's the goal. That's the thing that needs to happen right now. If you're not already doing it, make sure you go on Amazon, go somewhere, look up a book, figure out what resonates with you, where you want to go in life, figure out how you're going to get there. And I'm telling you, if it's your first one, it's going to be like a, a rung on a ladder and just keep putting the, 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 the pieces together. And you're just going to keep stepping and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And I'm telling you, before you know it, you'll be able to just, you know, quote people on the spot. You'll have so much information in your head that absolutely no one, no one is going to be able to hold you back. No corporate structure, nobody will ever, 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 ever be able to hold you back. All right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon.